Thank God for Ben. Come up and preach for us, son. on the green, it's green, yeah, it's green, testing one, two, it's on, it's okay, everything's on, we know it, just, just use the pulpit then, no, every, everything's on. Tonight, no. All right, so uh, I'll use the pulpit for now. All right, let's pray. Lord, thank you. Give me, Lord. Lord, please hide me behind the pulpit, hide me behind the cross, and please, uh, Lord, let me take it slow and not go too fast. Uh, and Lord, please help me, Lord, and uh, please be with my nerves. In Jesus, I pray. Amen. The Bible says in Second Timothy four three. There we go. Uh, have your Bible there. It says, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts they heap unto themselves teachers, having itching ears. And verse 4, and it says, And they shall turn away their ears from the truth, and shall be turned unto fables. Now, newsflash, there's a lot of false prophets out there. Okay, when we think of false prophets, the first people that come to mind, Jim Jones and David Koresh. All right, they're um, uh, the first ones that we think of. But what does the Bible have to say about it? The Bible, um, there's false prophets in the Bible. We got Balaam. Um, but Jim Jones started a church, and it was the People's Temple, and David Koresh started a church, and they started off preaching, but then people started putting them on a uh, pedestal, and people started putting them like they were the greatest preacher, and they started following them. They weren't checking their doctrine. They were just following them blindly. Now, uh, the, the point I'm trying to make with that is uh, stop... You know, my dad preached a message on it. He said, uh, don't uh, stop believing in the preacher. Don't trust in the preacher. I want to I preach a little bit on that. Um, but two things that I have learned um, in the short time I have with, being, uh, with preaching is that you have to preach the gospel and you have to preach with compassion. Um, I was telling my dad, uh, you know, I'll get, I'll get that. I'm getting ahead of myself. But my point number one, preaching the gospel the Bible tells us to preach, we're to preach the gospel, and we're not supposed to preach like Joel Olstein does with all of this lovey-dovey emotions and make you feel good. Uh, I was watching a TV show, and the lady said that she was going to church, and it felt good to go to church. Uh, that's not right. You're not supposed to go to church to feel good. You're supposed to go to church to hear the gospel, and you're supposed to hear church, go to church to um, get conviction or whatever the Lord's putting on your heart. Um, but... Uh, when Jesus preached, he preached repent. He preached the gospel. Um, people think that our God is just a God of love, a God, and He is. But He's also a God of war. People forget that. Um, 
But Jesus said, and you have your Bibles, you can turn to uh, Mark 1.14. Uh, and the Bible says, Now after that, John was put in prison, and Jesus came into Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. Now see that? He was preaching the gospel. All right? And Mark 1.15, this is Jesus saying, And saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye, and believe the gospel. He was telling you, he was telling you, uh, the time is at hand. Believe the gospel. And he was saying, repent. And that's what we're doing now. Um, when we go out in the streets, um, one of the big things we say is, right when the light goes and the cars go, and we get another set of cars at the light, we say, you must be born again, uh, repent, you know, all that stuff. Uh, but on a little rabbit, I'm going to maybe follow this rabbit. So when we're preaching, or you're talking, you're trying to witness to somebody, my buddy made this point. He said, People say, stop preaching at me. They say, they say, stop preaching at me. I put my time in. I put my time in. But you notice it's preaching. It's not, you know, if you're not even, you're just telling them about the gospels. They don't like it. They have itching ears. You got people like Joel Olstein that are going to tickle their ears. Um, but, you know, it's good to preach, um, you know, other stuff uh, like, you know, Dad's been, Dad did a study on Paul, you know, we did that, the witch indoor, you know, but um, I noticed, I watched Joel Olstein's messages, his wife is actually one of the pastors, I didn't know that, but that's, I think she's the assistant pastor, but um, he only, pre- he preaches the same thing every time, but he changes the titles of it, it's the same thing, uh, it's, you know, God made you the way you are, God made you this way, you are good for you. That's not right. You know, you, they, it's, uh, he preaches what the people want to hear. And uh, there was, I think there was two or three ladies that right, when the, right before the abortion um, law was, uh, federal law was overturned in the Supreme Court, there was these ladies that went to Joel Osteen's church. And, uh, they started, and they, they, they started um, protesting, and I won't go into detail what they did, but they started saying, um, overturn Roe v. v. Wade, blank no and people were actually standing up in their church and giving them a standing ovation now now I work with a man Josh if you're watching this hi I work with a man uh, he's my shift lead and he has all these tattoos and everything and um, you know you don't think a Christian when you see him you don't think but I started talking to him and I was finishing I was finishing the concrete with him after everybody left it was me and a couple Mexicans and him and we're talking and uh, religion came up, and he started telling me about how he, you know, he doesn't believe different denominations and all that stuff. Uh, he's really smart. In fact, he, he told me, he said, child, uh, he said abortion is child sacrifice, and he knew all about Moloch. And I thought, wow, there's a lot of Christians that don't even know about Moloch. And he said he believes abortion is child sacrifice. I said, I'm with you. And, um, but... If a, a lost sinner knew that, and then how come people in the house of God at Joel Olstein's church, thank you, Miss Aaron, I saw that, uh, and Joel Olstein's church are, stand, are giving this, these ladies a standing ovation for that? That's unbelievable. Uh, they're clearly, their ears are being itched by Joel Olstein. It's unbelievable. And the fact that, um, and then on top of it, people were following them outside the church. Those, those Christians have no backbone, they don't know what two plus two is. It's crazy. Um, but this is the one thing. The next point is preaching with compassion. Now, 
My dad knows this is one of those, this is the, the thing I struggle with the most. My mom knows about it. Um, I was telling my dad the other day, I said I could never be a pastor right now. I mean, I hope to be one day, but as of right now, I couldn't be a pastor. I don't have, I don't have enough compassion. Um, I would preach at, you know, I'd preach at everybody and everybody be out of my church and I wouldn't have a church. That's what my dad told me. I, I, compassion is something that I'm working on. Um, but the Bible says in Jude 22, you have your Bibles, can you turn there? And it says, and some have compassion, making a difference. I preached on being bold at teen camp, and that's there's a time to be bold, but there's a time to have compassion too, all right? I was with a man, and he told me, you have to, to, be a, uh, to be a preacher, you have to be gentle, you have to have compassion, okay? I took it, and uh, I won't go into it, but um, I didn't know what he meant. And then I realized, you're out in the streets, and you're getting cussed at, and you got people saying hell Satan and you got people that want to debate you uh, you got to bite your tongue you can't you can't engage that uh, you have to have um, you got to remember they're lost they're just wanting to debate you the, the main point is to get the gospel across um, we were out Friday night and there was uh, there was a man and he had his bike and he put it in the road uh, in the turning lane and he was blocking traffic and he was having cars go around him he was causing a scene so uh, one of my buddies goes over there and he starts talking to him. And he just wanted to debate about um, sodomy. And he wanted to debate about that and why it was wrong. But my friend, was he was smart. He had wisdom about him. Because instead of debating him and telling him why it was wrong, because, you know, you can give him Romans 1. You know, you can tell him why it's a sin. You can tell him all that and tell him it's unnatural. He said, uh, we're not here for that. He said, we're here for the gospel. He goes, we're here to tell you how to get to heaven. He goes, that's... Uh, sure, you know what we stand on, but this, this is why we're out here. And people want to debate us all the time. Uh, I made the point to the, to the guys Friday night. I said, we got to be careful now. Uh, with the abortion law overturn, a lot of the ladies are getting really um, uh, not happy with us. Um, we had a lady that asked us if we were forced to do this. We said, no, ma'am, we aren't. And uh, she, they're just trying to get you. They're trying to get you. Um, and there, there are times where you have to have compassion um, with the lost and the brethren in the church. You have to have compassion with that. You, you can't, you know, have beef. No, I won't say beef. That's not from the pulpit. Um, you can't have, uh, you, can't, you can't be bitter towards one another. That, that's how churches split. That, that's, that's not a good thing. Um, I know, I know a, a one preacher, um, we all know him, I won't say his name, He'll send people to different churches to, to break them up. Uh, like, it's not good. Uh, div- when I was in a Bible class, uh, my Uncle Adam's church, they asked me, wh- they asked the question, what was the biggest reason churches grow? I was like 13. I said, uh, I said, well, a whole bunch of young guys go out and win souls for the cause of Christ. Typical church boy answer. One kid said when 9-11 happens or a big tra- tra- um, travesty happens. Those are all answers. But no, in real life, it's people get mad at the pastor and people get mad at another church member and they go to another church. Um, that, that, that's, how, that's how church grows. That's, um, not, that's how churches can grow. That's why you have to have compassion. Uh, you know... Um, 
we think of ourselves when we're out in the streets, and it just our Christian walk, we think that, you know, we have the suit on, or we have the dress on, or, you know, I'm a saved, born-again believer, I know where I'm going, I, I make $45 an hour, I don't, but I make $45 an hour, and I'm driving the new Mercedes, whatever Brother Riley has, driving that around, you know, see a person on the street, you know, and you think, nah, you know, you know I'm good, you know, you don't have the time of day to give them a track, uh, but we forget that Jesus had compassion on us, we're just as no good as them, uh, you know, and then when you get, uh, when you, I keep going back this up, but uh, there was a man that we met when we were street preaching, you meet, by the way, if you, uh, if you ever want to... If you ever want to uh, learn some things, street preaching is the way to go. I've been doing it for a summer, and man, you learn a lot of things in a few weeks. But there was a man who said he knew more about the Bible than Joel Osteen. My buddy said, well, that's not hard. And uh, he said, uh, and he said, uh, you know, what he believed in. He believed, uh, the, the guy believed the earth was flat. He believed Amelia Earhart got executed when she passed the arts. I mean, he's crazy, right? Uh he also said that he, he knew more Bible than Joyce Myers. So. But um, he just wanted to debate, uh, and he was, trying to, he, was trying to get us, he was trying to get us to lose our cool because he, um, he knew where we stood because he knew his stuff. Uh, he asked what denomination we were. He asked if we were the IFB crowd, and we said, yes, we are, independent, fundamental, Baptist, you know. Uh, and he, want, he wanted to just get us, you know. He wanted to push your buttons. He wanted, he said... He said, uh, I got to say with a straight face this time. He said, well, my pastor is a woman, and we've had healing services, and we've had so many people come to know the Lord. And he goes, we've opened up a third campus. He's going on to tell us this. I look over at my buddy, and he's, like, giving me that look, or he's about to laugh. Um, But he was just trying to get to us, and he was trying to tell us that he told me that my dad didn't know what he was talking about. He told me that, you know, Hope Baptist isn't a good church, whatever. Uh, but yeah, there are people trying to get to you. And you have to have compassion. You have to bite your tongue. Uh, I was talking to Brother Tony about this a while ago. And uh, it's hard to. Like, it really, really is. Um, I t- I have all my cousins are pastor's kids. And uh, I can talk to them. And it's like the same thing. They, they're going through the same thing. And it's, uh, I get a, I always say it, but I know, um, from seeing mom and dad. Now, before that, I didn't know, you know, what the pastor really went through. Um, but biting your tongue is something you have to do. Uh, it, it's, it's it's hard sometimes, but at the end, you're not gonna. It's not worth losing your testimony over. The devil's gonna. The devil's gonna be out there, and he's gonna try to get you to lose your testimony. And I'm here to tell you, I know. Uh, I know certain. I know a couple people that have lost their testimony because they couldn't keep their tongue shut. They couldn't. Um, they they just they just wanted to debate. They wanted they wanted to get that final say in. I I still I haven't done it in a while, but I'm bad for um, debating people on Miwi. Um, I've done it once. It was a Democrat. Man, he got me mad. I kept debating him. My mom knows what I'm talking about. Um, but at the end of the day, it, we need to realize it's not just to get the last word in. It's not just to you know stick it to him. It's it's to preach the gospel. It's to tell them about the death, the death, the burial, and the resurrection, and um, yeah. And 
you know what, people will come up to you and say, well, there's three Gospels, and I believe that there's going to be five different Gospels, and the Gospel in this dispensation, the Gospel in that. The main point right now is even if you disagree with them, uh, right? if you disagree on what salvation was before or what salvation is going to be, that's fine. But the main point is we have to, um, we have to preach the Gospel right now. We have to preach that salvation right now, salvation by uh, grace through faith, um, I know some people that, you know, we believe differently on a couple of things. But at the end of the day, our main, our main purpose is to preach the gospel. And, um, uh, yeah. So in conclusion, we need to remember that we need to not put all of our trust in the pastor, like my dad preached on. We need to, and we, not need to put pre- we don't have to put preachers on pedestals. There's preachers that people will follow and they will die on a hill for. They'll, they will take all the stuff that he, all the bad stuff, push it under the rug and just love that. Like, it's not, that's not good. We need to remember that. You know, we're uh, sure the, the, the pastor, the preacher does have a little bit, uh, has authority over us. But just remember, you know, at the end of the day, they're still a human just like us. They're still a safe sinner just like us. Um, so... But in conclusion, we need to preach the gospel. We need to make sure that we're preaching the gospel, and we need to make sure that we're preaching with compassion. We have compassion towards one another. That's all I got. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this day, Lord. Thank you for the message that you've given me, Lord. And uh, Lord, please help me, and please help all of us when we go throughout the work week, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. I'll stand, and we'll close by singing page 272. 272. Noah's going to help me out. You gonna jump on the base there, Ben? Drifted out in sin, had no hope, no joy within, and my soul was burdened down with pride. Then my Savior came along, and He showed me I was wrong, and He noised me on the wind. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Out in sin, no more will I abide. I've enlisted in the fight for the cause of truth and right. Oh, praise the Lord, I'm on the winning side. From the straight and narrow way, Drifting every day out upon the waters deep and wide, but it all is over now. Glory light is on my brow, and my soul is on the winning side. Well, I'm on the winning side, yes, I'm on. truth and right. Oh, praise the Lord, I'm on the winning side. I will never have
never fear, for my Lord is ever near, and in Him so often I confide. He's the keeper of my soul, since I gave Him full control, and He placed me on the winning side. Well, I'm on the winning side, yes, I'm on the winning side, out in sin no more will I abide. I've enlisted in the fight for the cause of truth and right, oh, praise the Lord, I'm on the winning side. You know what? Being married to Rachel, it's like our the worst day that we would ever have in our marriage life is still far better than the best day of being single. And you say, wow, that's out of nowhere. Why would you say that? Because I'm saying uh, the worst day of being a born-again believer, a child of God, is far, far better than the best day of ever being a lost man. And I'm so thankful that we serve a God. Uh, we said this morning that we have a, a, a no-so salvation and not a hope-so salvation. I'm so thankful for that. I, I, I'm thankful for our church family. Uh, I, th- I thank God for the body of Christ as a whole. I thank God that we serve a Savior that loves us in spite of who we are. Because let's face it, we are nobody. On our best day, we're nobody. But for the grace of God. Right. Amen. <clears throat> thank you, Ben, for preaching this, this evening. And, uh, boy, I love our church. I thank everybody for coming out tonight. Thank you, Noah, for leading singing. Amen. Brother Jim Vipon, would you close us in a word of prayer, brother?